All right, welcome to episode 81 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm your host, Jordan Prince, and I'm here today with your favorite producer and co-host, Mr. Moritz Batschader. Go, Jordan. It's a Thursday. We're going to party like it's a Thursday. <laughs> What's up? What's going on, man? Dude, it's... um. I have some... Actually, you know, I, I come to you today. We have a We have a big topic to cover, but... Um, I come to you today with with actual content, actual stories. Finally, I did some things besides just um, kind of exist within my house. <laughs> <laughs> I um what to do? Well the last two days, Tuesday and Wednesday were actually full of things and that's pretty cool because I haven't had any things to do except feed uh and sleep and wait and eat and feed and change and wipe and sleep and um so I had booked uh I think like 2 months ago, I booked this uh wedding to play a wedding in Austria. Do you know the area Mulbach am Hofkönig? Um, I'm not sure. Have we talked about it already? I'm not sure. I think I know like the mountain, Hochkönig, yeah. but I'm not completely sure. I think I had mentioned um, that, that it was booked, but I ah, didn't yeah. know. Yeah. It's like it's not so far away. It's part of the Berchtesgaden Alpen. Like Berchtesgaden is on the German side, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, just on the other side. I think I had mentioned that I have that job, but yesterday, or no, Tuesday, I finally did it. And man, that was such a journey. So um, first off, it was the first time driving that far since I've moved to Germany. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was uh, maybe... We gotta say driving on your own. Driving on my own, yes, and yeah. in a new car, and uh, to, across a border. You know, I hadn't done that at all before. So the drive there was actually kind of... Uh, maybe the first half of the drive was kind of nerve-wracking. It's like almost three hours. It's maybe like two hours, be, 45. Um, I think there was some traffic, so maybe it was just longer than it should have been. But um, so I had the, the, the GPS all set up and I had um, like the music and the podcast ready to go. And I had my, so I was booked to play just acoustic guitar at this wedding for this couple. I had, um, I had my suit ready to go in the back seat. I had the guitar ready. Um, and I was kind of nervous because I haven't performed in a long time, you know, since our show back in uh, June or whatever. No. And, you know, the, the guitar, I haven't had any time to like take care of the guitar. I didn't, I didn't have time to take, you know, take all the strings off the headstock and clean everything and replace everything new and get it tuned. It was just like, I hope this works out, you know? Like I imagine your guitar being like this within the family, this, um, jealous older sibling now that there are babies there <laughs> yeah exactly he's just turning and warping in the weather as he wants to to get attention um but finally so i had all that stuff together i got in the car and uh i drove pretty far like into austria and towards the end of the drive i was getting comfortable now like my foot was relaxing on the pedal i was getting used to the speed of the autobahn and um you know stopped at a gas station i got my i got it stopped alone at a station before the border bought a vignette which for those who don't know 
um, when you cross into countries like Austria, you have to get a sticker on your windshield called a vignette, like a vignette, that um, basically allow, like you're paying to, it's like a toll, you're paying to be able to drive yeah. on the roads in that country. Do you know if that's mandatory for every country in Europe? Um, not, not completely. Like it's a, um, we want to talk about uh, German politics later, and there has been quite a story about the idea of um, bringing something like this up in Germany uh-huh. in recent years. But for example, in Germany, you don't have it. You just like in Germany, there's is a toll, but only for like um, transporting trucks, but not for like um, regular cars. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because on the way back, I didn't see anything like that. I didn't see any... I mean, maybe I missed the signs, but in the way back into Germany, I didn't see any sort of hmm. um, thing that was like, you must stop and get this. I wasn't sure if it was just in Austria or Switzerland or if it's just around. Anyway, so I did all that by myself, and then I got closer to the venue and realized, man, you know, I think they're going to be waiting for me at this pickup spot. I don't want to get to the pickup spot and then have them watch me change into my suit in the parking lot. So I was like, I got, I was like, I got to go somewhere else. So I pulled into this like truck stop, this big parking lot, and strangely enough, just you know, my luck, it was a Tuesday afternoon, and it was just slammed with people. So I had no choice but to put on a show, you know. So I'm in the I'm in this parking lot, and I'm standing there, and I, I wore like a flannel shirt and jeans, and I got to put on this suit that I wore. I've worn it like three or four times. It's like the only nice suit I have, and I. Strangely enough, it still kind of fits, but the funny part was I, I had changed my shirt and, and stuff like standing in the parking lot and, and uh, there was this couple behind me eating ice cream just watching me, which is really fun when they don't even try to hide it. <laughs> they don't even try to hide it. Um, and then I thought, well, shit, you know, I've got to put these pants on now. So I sat in the driver's seat, leaned the seat back, slid my jeans off, put them in the side, uh, in the passenger seat, got the dress pants, slid those on. And it was at this moment when they got just about to my waist where I realized I've gotten too fat for these to fit Ah. properly. So, and I forgot my belt, which is just super cool to wear dress clothing without a belt. Um, And I, I mean, there's outfits that are designed for that, but this is not designed for not having a belt. And so I had to get out in the street, like tuck my underwear down because it had been pulled up. And then tried to tuck my shirt in, and dude, I was just like stretching this waistband, like, please don't <sighs> pop, like, please don't pop off my big fat <laughs> blubbery belly. Finally got it hooked and was like, I think it's going to be okay. And then I tucked everything in, I got in my suit, and then I realized I had taken so long to get ready that I was now like 20 minutes late. I just, mm-hmm. like, p- pulling in, getting ready, I just didn't notice the time. And I had gotten out of the car to put the pants on. So I missed three calls from the wedding planner. And I was like, shit. I got back in the car. I got back on the, on the Autobahn as quickly as I could and called them back. And it was a guy who answered instead of the woman who's running it. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be at the place in, in three or four minutes uh, to pick you up. And I was like, oh, take your time. Take your time. I'm going to be there like, like 25 past or 30 past. Then you have to go through these tunnels. And past the tunnels, you just start going uphill. And you just start, mm-hmm. you just start going in circles up and up and up and up and up. And my ears popped like two or three times. It was crazy high. And as I got up further, there was all this construction that I ended up being like 40 minutes late for pickup. And I was mm. so, dude, I was so nervous because you know me, I'm 
pretty neurotic when it comes to performances. I'm really on time. I, I like to just stay at the venue if I can. And um, finally I got there, but I was lucky because once I arrived, um, it was actually good that I got there when I did because I would have just had to wait around for that whole mm-hmm. time that I was late. So the now is when it starts to get kind of interesting. So now I'm at the location and this guy picks me up and we chat a bit. He's a He's a local farmer and he's been brought in by the wedding planner to help drive a truck around to move all the uh, move all the furniture and things around because they are understaffed for the wedding. And I was like, okay. And they dropped me off. And all of a sudden, I realized pretty quickly that there is no good communication happening here. Like usually when you play a wedding, if, there, if there's a wedding planner, it's really strict. They say, stand at this spot. At 2.15, you start. At 2.45, you get a break. Then you go to this room with this sign and get food. Ask this person with that name tag where to get drinks. And then you start again at, you know, whatever. It's usually very, very strict. This had none of that. No paperwork, no signs, no notifications of like where I can go and and what I should do. He drove me to the top of this mountain. And then literally when you're sitting at the top, it's all just sludgy mushy mud grass like where you step and you sink a bit yeah yeah i instantly stepped stepped out of the truck and boom socks wet shoes soaked and i'm there in a suit and i have wet feet and it's freezing we're like mm. we're like you know i don't know how many we're like 2000 meters up or something you know <laughs> <laughs> we're forever we're in the skies and then he says <laughs> he says okay walk up there so he points to this final hill like the peak of one of these mountains it's like, go up there mm-hmm. and you'll perform. Now, mind you, there's no balloons, there's no railways, there's no signs, there's no staff, there's no people, there's no crowds. There's, I don't even see the bride and groom. I'm just there alone <laughs> with my guitar on this mountain, this like rainy mountain with wet socks and the dude drives off. So then I think, well, I hope someone's up there. And I trudge up this sloshy, I'm hoping like, please don't fall in the mud. I finally get to the top and there's a bride and a groom they already have two little kids together. They have two girls. And then there's this mm-hmm. woman who's doing the officiation. So there's just these five people. And I go, oh, this is kind of like the Standesamt thing. Like, it's just the private, like, officiation. And they're doing it here on the top of this freezing mountain. And I go, okay. But So the, the wedding planner, this woman, she doesn't even show up to say, okay, you know, um, they're going to start right now. You just stand in this corner. You're going to play three songs. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I walk up and the family just stares at me and they're just smiling. Ah. And I, I just don't know what to do. So I say, uh, hi, nice. Th- thanks for, <laughs> you know, thanks for having me. It's, it's a beautiful weather we're having or whatever. And they just laugh and they're like, oh, it's nice. And they just keep staring. And I think, okay, maybe I have to just start now. So I take my guitar out of the case. All the while, there's a photographer just walking around taking photos of them watch me mm-hmm. unpack the guitar. So I get the stuff out. I tune it. Dude, this weather is murder for the guitar. It takes forever yeah, yeah. to tune it, dude. It's just like... Finally get it good enough. And then I just pick a spot. And it's like the wrong spot because the photographer wants me to go to a different corner. There's no one saying, here's what you should do. I'm just guessing. Mm -hmm. So I go to one spot. The photographer places me and says, this is a good spot for the pictures. I said, cool, whatever you need. And I just start picking random like major chords, just like some G and C and make it all kind of pretty and like fluttery. 
And the woman just starts doing the officiation. So I think, okay, maybe they were just waiting for me to, to do this. <laughs> you know? I thought maybe I would like play a song yeah. and then they do it. But I just start like, dun, 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 dun. and she's like, like, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to gather today to do this. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then I felt kind of rude because I was playing while she was talking and it was just this, in it was so intimate and I felt so, I wanted to make sure I was doing it right and just no one was saying what to do. And finally, they got, she got to a certain point where she took a pause and then she looked at me with this face of like, well, you know what to do, right? <sighs> and, I, and I paused and I was like, just smiling at the bride and groom like, this is nice. I just kind of said something like, this is nice. <laughs> and the woman says, um, do you like to maybe play a song now for us? And I said, oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I just, uh, dude, I, and I had asked them before if they wanted any cover songs and they said no. So I just started playing Smiling because it was like this short, sweet little track, you know? Yeah. So I played Smiling and then they go like, oh, and then they, then they finish it. Then they do the rings and they do the kiss. And this is where things start getting more complicated. I imagine like, like just like just they finished it. Like I imagine like a like a wrestling fight or like a Smash Bros <laughs> fight on the top of a of a high mountain, and then they finish her. <laughs> finish her, <laughs> dude. That would be um, at least I would know what's going on. You know, <laughs> at least I would say, okay, now someone's won. Now this is over. <laughs> so I'm st I'm I'm standing there. They finish it. And they kiss, and you can tell it's like, okay, now the ceremony's over. And in my mind, it's like, okay, they're going to take some photos, 10 minutes, I'll play around some, some guitar stuff, and then we'll go to wherever this reception is with all their family and all their friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and, and nothing changes. They just keep taking more photos, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like 15 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And I'm, dude, I feel like a geisha in like the freezing winters of Japan because my fingers are numb. <laughs> my knuckles have started to bleed from being so dry and cracked. I can't feel the strings. The guitar is like screaming out of tune every single chord. And I'm just <laughs> dying up there. And finally, I get my phone out when they, they're doing some photo like further away from me. And I call mm -hmm. the wedding planner. And I'm like, hello, like what now? And she goes, oh, are you up there? Like, yeah, of course I'm up here. And I go over to the corner back where that truck dropped me off and she's down there in her car. She's waving me down. I say, oh, okay. So I packed this stuff. I walk down the hill and she says, um, wait here. Jacob, the farmer guy, is going to come pick you up again. We have to collect the stuff from on top of the hill. They had some table they sat at. And then we'll take you down to the new location. I said, okay. So I waited there for 15 minutes. I, 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 there was no bathroom. There was no sign of anything so i went behind this shed in the forest and peed came back mm -hmm. stood there i think i sent you a message i called a friend uh, talked to ify was just like yeah i don't know what to do the truck finally shows up takes me down uh back to where i parked takes me to my car and I, he says you can just follow me so i get out i get into my car and then the wedding planner shows up behind him tells him to go on and then she screams to me you know where to go right <laughs> I was like, no, of course I don't. No one gave me an address. And she, she looks surprised. She's like, oh, oh, uh, okay. Well then, uh, yeah, just follow me. I was like, I have to. I follow her and she goes down some crazy corner gravel road off the main road. I would never have thought that that goes anywhere. Curves around. 
And we end up in this, uh, it looks like a small closed off neighborhood. There's like five or six houses on a farm. There's like goats and chickens and dogs um, uh, and pigs. And there's like a big playground for like the community of kids. And there's a parking place. And we're going up into this neighborhood and the road's the road forks. And she mm-hmm. waves, she sticks her hand out of the window and waves, all right, you go this way towards left. Mm-hmm. But then she drives right. <laughs> quite an odyssey you had <laughs> dude so then i drive up left and i think this must lead to like the main reception building mm-hmm. instead it leaves me it leads me to a old gentleman's driveway i'm si- mm-hmm. i'm in someone's house's driveway he's on he's he's obviously not part of the wedding he's on his <laughs> front porch with a beer he's smoking a cigarette listening to the radio and I'm like, shit, I'm in someone's like private property. Like, what am I, yeah. what am I doing here? You know? And uh, so I wait there forever. I wait there like 25 minutes and I don't know anything. Oh. I called the woman four, five, six times, no response. And I think, well, I don't want to be in someone's private property. I don't want to leave my car here. He might get it towed. I don't know. So I drive down to this park parking space spot kind of this parking lot that we just passed once we entered the neighborhood and I leave it there and I walk down the road that she took and lo and behold I see down this road that she took her and the Jacob guy are parked in front of this little chapel and I go oh mm-hmm. that's where I'm supposed to play why didn't they just let me park near it you know no. so I, drive, I walk up there and they're like oh hi where have you been you know like are you hungry do you want some food and I told them oh um, you know I wasn't sure what to do. That was like someone's driveway. So I just parked down here by these cars. And she goes, oh, that's fine. And I said, so this is where I'm going to play? She's like, yeah, you're going to play here. Now, it was like 3.30. And she said we would start at 4. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And she said, do you need to, are you hungry? Do you need to use the bathroom? I said, yes to both. And so she points her hand to this, to that row of houses. And she Mm -hmm. goes, go to that house, like go to that house over there. And there's a door on the left that's a bathroom or that's a, a room you can go mm-hmm. in and get food. But she didn't specify. I was like, this house? Like, and I, I was like, this house with the thing, the chimney thing? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that one over on the left somewhere. And I went, okay. And I assumed when I, when I go over there, there's going to be like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of it traditional. There's going to be like some balloons on the mailbox. Or there's going to be someone outside in a suit who's, you know, in like a yeah, wedding or suit. Or so- someone inside <clears throat> preparing, I don't know, some cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any signs of Any a signs. wedding at the yeah. Any signs of a wedding. So I walk back to that <clears throat> the house that I think it is, and there is no signs of life. It is someone's house. I'm on the <laughs> left side. The door is closed. It's obviously a house that's being lived in. The shutters are closed. It just seems like someone's either inside, you know, keeping it cozy, or they're out for work mm-hmm. that day. And I just don't no. know where to go. So I just decide to walk back to my car. And I sit in my car and I watch TikTok for 15 minutes. No food. Don't know what to do. Start to realize that I'm bursting to pee. Got nowhere mm-hmm. to go. So I get out of the car and I, I'm walking down the parking spot because towards the end, there's like this big old uh, trailer next to some trees. And I go, I'm going to go behind that trailer and pee. So yeah. I walk over there, I get right up next to the trailer, realize it's full of people. They're on some sort of, you know, 
like RV vacation and they've parked there for the day. And they all like lean up out of their seats and turn around and they look at me really suspicious. So of course I have to play the whole thing of like, oh, no, that's not where my bicycle is. Hmm, what kind of tree is that actually? They told me this was going to be a different kind of bush. Hmm, well, <laughs> uh, they said, they said they'd, there was like a little, uh, you know, a new school of kittens here, but uh, I guess they must have found another, oh, I don't know, and just walked back to my car <laughs> and like <laughs> deeply considered using an old water bottle to take my wiener out of my pants and pee into in my car at a wedding. <laughs> Realized I can't do that. I can't risk pissing all over my suit. So I get back up. I walk back to the chapel and they're still there. And now, now it's four o'clock. Now she says, okay, the people are going to start showing up now. So go ahead and get your spot. Here's some water. And just get yourself ready. And they leave. And I say, okay. So, but but what, 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 let, let me get in there for a second. Sure. After all these kind of misunderstandings or weird um, kind of instructions you get, why didn't you get back to that wedding planner and just tell her, okay, I can't get into this house. This other place is not where I'm supposed to park my car. Dude, this woman at the, at the chapel, this is the wedding planner. And, I'm, and, I, and when I arrive... Uh, at four o'clock, I tell her, hey, I couldn't find the house you were talking about. Uh, so I've just been sitting in my car. <laughs> I told her that. And she, her and the Jacob guy, the farmer, they laugh and they go, it's this one with the thing on the roof. Yeah, there's a door. It's on the right side. And I was like, on the right side. So it's like a double house. And they're like, yeah, it's on the right. I was like, okay, well, you said left. <laughs> and there was like it was closed off. I was like, there's no sign. I, I even mentioned I was like, there's no signs, there's no balloons. I wasn't sure there's no one waiting there to guide guests or anything. And I'm still thinking that there must be like, where are the guests? I'm thinking there still must no. be like 20 people or something showing up at some point. No one in this mm. area has any I'm the only person in a suit, including the bride and groom. <laughs> they she she's dressed up nice but she it's like something a little bit more casual and he's he's bavarian he's got like the cloth vest on and it's not quite lederhosen but it's definitely more traditional so mm -hmm. i just don't see anybody who looks like they're in a wedding so uh, i just tell them i can't find it and she goes well um you know just worry about getting some food after you're only going to play until five o'clock. And I said, yeah, five o'clock is when I have to go because that was in my contract and I've already made plans. I have to get back home because uh, it's a long drive. She said, okay, five o'clock. So I sit down, it's four o'clock. Her and Jacob leave me alone. So of course, the first thing I do is go behind the chapel and I pee in the grass. Yeah. Come back around, sit back on my chair. It, I, I tune the guitar. It's warmer weather where I am. So everything's fine. I'm ready to go. 405, 410, 415. 4.30. Now it's 4.45. I've been alone this whole time. No, no one, one showing no up. No one has showed up. And the inside is prepared for, for guests. I call the lady and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. They just got back from taking photos and now they're having a pee and now they're going to come up. I said, okay, so they're coming now. She said, yeah. And I realized I'm getting paid to play two and a half hours of music and I have played so far about 35 minutes total. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to, if I have to leave at five, this is 15 minutes, you know? And no. so they, finally they walk up and that's when it hits me. The wedding was always only bride, groom, kids. The wedding was ah. always only the couple and their kids, the ones I saw earlier. It was never no. family, friends, anybody. That's why I was always like, where are the people with the suits? 
Yeah. So they finally show up and I'm just playing them as they, so I'm sitting in a chair on the porch of the, like the terrace of the chapel. I'm not even inside. No. I'm playing them as they walk up and they walk past me and the photographer is, you know, circling around and they go inside and they get some champagne and then they start eating with the kids and I'm just playing whatever I want. I play like, no. you know, slower sort of background versions. Bon Jovi. Dude. <laughs> I was playing, back in leg, I hit the sack. <laughs> it's a great song for a wedding, back in black. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. I started playing like, dude, I was just running the gambit on like Simple Swimmer. I was playing whatever. And if, uh. and if the song sounded, this is funny, I didn't even tell anybody this. If the songs sounded too sad lyrically, but still pretty uh, melodically, I just changed the lyrics. So I would play like That's the, nice. I would play like the crooked rail and the hook is I don't yeah. feel good anymore. But I would just I just played it really like half the speed and like took my time with the, you know, picking out the chords and then mm -hmm. instead of singing I don't feel good anymore, I was just like and I feel good with you and just I just changed it all. <laughs> so that they thought it was nice. all love songs. <laughs> but I but I I would I would tell you because one um like thing I realized with your music, especially with the new album and its um, perception by Germans, is that I feel like many don't get that twist between pretty happy sounding music and rather, let's say, darker topics in, within the lyrics. Totally. totally. Like many Germans don't even get it. So I think you don't even have to make that much of an effort to make it sound more happy. Totally. Because many people still think it's a happy song. That's true, man. That's so true. I um, I've experienced that a lot, even with even with native speakers who just don't listen to lyrics. Like, there's a few friends yeah, of mine yeah. who just they, you know, they're American and they just they just don't listen to lyrics. They just kind of like la la la, like bop around, and um, yeah. it it takes like a certain kind of listener who's actually invested in lyrics to 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 catch that. But yeah, so that wasn't even an issue. So finally, at the end of But the story, I'll wrap it up. So, uh. All, now it's like 5.15, right? I played longer than I wanted to because I felt bad. Yeah. And at 5.15, the kids run out. They've eaten. They're going to go play in the fields. And the parents come out to talk to me. And they've got their champagne glasses. And they're, they're very friendly. I can't, I don't even, you know, it's nothing on the bride and groom. They're, it's their special day. But it was kind of the wedding planner's fault. I'd never had any information. No. So they, they come outside and uh, I'm finishing a song. And they clap. And they're very nice. And they... We talk about how they booked me. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because they, their wedding planner um, works for a woman named Denise. And Denise is like the head of this agency of wedding planners. Mm -hmm. Denise was the one that I made the contract with. And um, Denise had recommended me because she saw me. She met me at a TEDx event in Munich that I played like three years ago. What? And apparently she likes the uh, German language videos that I do. So they had turned down two musicians before me and then Denise suggested me and the wife told me, she's like, I loved your videos so much. Like she found them so funny that she thought, well, I'll just see if the music's good, but I want him anyway. <laughs> He just wanted me because they thought I was funny. <laughs> I never had that before ever. But that's a good sign. That's a good because sign. Because we talked so much about how it, it, it could be frustrating, like how good these videos work in comparison to the success 
um, with your music. Yeah, totally. But that's a story that rather seems like, okay, it, the one can benefit from the other. Right, right. Yeah, I was really surprised that it, uh, I was really surprised that it worked out that way. So they said, yeah, we'd like the videos, and that's why they booked it. They wanted something different. And I asked them why they didn't invite anybody, and they said, oh, we're just private people. And if you invite someone on that side, you have to invite someone from that side. Before you know it, you have a huge event. You're just stressed out. And I was like, yeah, cool. And uh, then I told them, I was like, guys, you know, I... I really, I, in the contract, I have it till five. I'm, I'm, I don't want to let you down, but I have to go. And they seemed a little disappointed, but still they were understanding. Like every, all their plans changed. Everything was delayed. Finally, I stayed, I talked with them for a while. And then they said, okay, play us like one more song. Play us your favorite song. Uh, and they sat down right in front of me, like a little concert, which was really nice. Very flattering. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, I played my fucking heart out. I played Daily Bread, probably the best I've ever played it. Mm-hmm. And and also one half note up because oh one string on my guitar, like the G string you've seen before, it buzzes like crazy right now. Yeah. And I had a temporary fix that broke, so it was just like when you strum it. Mm. So I had to do one capo up for every song that was open tuning. Um, so I played it half note up and it kind of worked. I pushed my voice pretty hard, but it still worked. Um, and they, they, they liked it. And then I just left. And then on the way out, uh, the, the wedding planner that was there, I had still, I had never seen her since four o'clock mm-hmm. and I had to let her know I was leaving. So now it's five 30. I gotta go. Gotta beat traffic back. I called her three times in that parking lot. No answer. Sent her a text that said, hey, uh, the, 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 the concert's over. The, the couple's happy. They're at the chapel. I got to go. I'm sorry. Thank you for everything. We'll talk another time. No response. No text the rest of the whole day. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. the rest of the whole day. So um, I got lucky because yesterday morning, I was back at the office for the first time in a while, and I wrote Denise, the boss, an email. And I, I said, um, you know, tell the lovely couple I appreciate being part of their day and that they were so nice to me and I appreciate that they, you know, that they like what I do, blah, blah, blah. Tell them I said, thank you. And then also I'd like to give you guys some feedback because since you weren't at the wedding, I just want you to know, like, there's some organization issues that, you know, just to be honest, like, it's cool. I'm, I was happy to do it, but you, you, there's some things that could be fixed. I wrote, wrote this big email. Five minutes later, she calls me and I think, fuck. I'm like, I'm in trouble. You know, when you send feedback and they call you, you're like, oh no. She calls me and at first it sounds like she's kind of upset with me. Like, why would I complain? I'm the one who didn't play enough time and blah, blah, blah. So I got kind of like nervous. Like, oh, dude. Yeah, I got nervous, but it was a misunderstanding. She was saying that the feedback I gave was exactly what she knew had taken place because the uh, other lady. Um, had explained that things were really chaotic and that they felt bad for me. Mm-hmm. And she was so not, she was so thankful that I took the time to, to write them things that they could fix for the future, that she's going to consider me for more weddings. And she said, she would do, this was the first time this happened too. She said, I understand that you had to wait around a lot and you couldn't find a bathroom and you never got any food. Is there a monetary value that you'd like to, that you'd like to attribute to that? You, we can add money to your invoice. For, the, mm-hmm. for that trouble. And I was like, what? No, man. I'm not going to take more money just because I've sat in my car and watched TikTok videos. Um, I was like, that's cool. But in the, in the end, it worked out great. It was just such a journey, man. No, I, be- I believe that. But at least that's, that's a cool move from them also to 
I don't know, like you said, consider you from probably more weddings because I, I think weddings are always um, easy gigs you like to do and that are often paid well, etc., etc. Always and, paid well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of, the, most of the time also kind of nice events. <laughs> that Dude, good food, you know, and if you... Uh, If it's far enough away, you know, you get a place to stay over and then you can, um, you know, free drinks. Can't complain there. You get no. you get paid to basically eat their food, drink their drinks and just play songs. That's it's amazing. No. Yeah. And I think it would have been super weird if they would have complained that do, you didn't play enough music because you were there the time that was mm -hmm. as far as I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like part of the part of the contract and if they didn't want you to play within that time, it's not your freaking problem exactly and, and and in the end no one said that so it was just a misunderstanding but that's cool yeah that was very sounds cool. like a like a fair deal in the end but i still want i, I wondered all of the story because i like um you did good storytelling there but i thought pretty early okay there won't be guests anymore this sounds like a like a <laughs> private um bride and groom wedding and but then i thought okay why do you need a wedding planner then That's what, I, that's, what, that's what my mom asked yesterday. Like, well, if, if, if it's just the two of them and their kids, why don't they got a wedding planner? I, like, I don't know. I don't know why they need, I don't know why they didn't just do it, you know, in their backyard or something. And I don't know, but I was happy for it. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, there's the second thing isn't much of a big um, story, but, you know, I think I mentioned before that I got hired to do the theme song for this new TV show. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Well, yesterday was the first time that I got to go to the production office and mm -hmm. meet like meet the director in person and the producer and sit down in this cool room with the editor and watch the first two episodes of the show. Mm -hmm. and, and that was cool, man. I felt like, okay, I'm part of a team now. This is this this ball is rolling. It's done filming. They're in the editing now. And we made a plan with them. You know, I'm gonna make some some demos from home. I'm gonna pitch them to the director. He'll pick his favorite. I'll take the favorite to the studio with Tim. We'll produce it into like a major um, song and then um, build these transition things out of that. They love it. And they said, cool, that sounds like a good plan. The show is super funny. I think anyone who, um, anyone in Germany who has the opportunity to go ahead and set up their T-File Now account, this new streaming platform, that they should do it because I think this show has a lot of potential it's very funny if they like okay if they like shows like jerks um then they're gonna like this i think this is a good a match for a show like jerks nice that's cool since you yeah. mentioned tim yeah i was uh lucky to to uh meet tim last oh, weekend right. and to see him perform and it was great uh yeah i so, sent you a video tim on a truck tim on a truck man that's a good delivery service What um yeah I texted him after you sent me that and I, I told him I hope he has a good gig I I guess that's like the last open air he'll do for the year right because it was probably and it kind of chilly I think and right? already there it got pretty cold yeah yeah in I can the imagine. end but um and who's the that was cool who's the guy he always plays with Christian Blantz Christian Blantz that's right it, no. I've only you know I've I think I know Christian more through um these old clubhouse events that we would host. Yeah, yeah. Then from in person. He used to, but hasn't he as well always been at the, like, um, so for our listeners, we talked about Tim, the awesome producer of your latest record and also the first one. Um, All of them. And, and a good friend of ours. Um, 
And what he used to do pre-COVID, which was awesome, like on his birthdays and his birthdays on Halloween, mm. um, he used to um, host parties in his music studio, mm-hmm. which at some point of the night would um, turn into a, a, <clears throat> a huge um, jam session because most people there would be musicians. And that yeah. was great. And I think Christian has, has also always been there. Um, but yeah, Christian Blanz, they're called Blanz and Hacking. And they're, That's right. That's um, right. they're a folk duo. Yeah, like I mean, it's... Irish, it's, Scottish folk, etc. It's very pretty. I mean, Tim <clears throat> Tim is an obviously an excellent musician. And Christian also plays good guitar. So the, instru- the instrumentation is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but... Our, I'm gonna miss that this year. I think I've missed it <clears throat> the last couple of years <clears throat> because of COVID. I talked to him probably if it's if it could be possible this year, if he I don't know does something like he checks if the people he wants to invite are vaccinated or something. Yeah, if that could not be be possible again because remember last time when we came in from Munich with Mark mm-hmm. and we stayed at this um this cool flat. Dude, that was so right much fun. That was so yeah. fun. <laughs> I loved that. I mean, that just felt like a gig, you know, like I think that's you and me and Mark have done that a couple of times where we went somewhere in the South, played a show or maybe uh, we went somewhere else. I don't know where, but we stayed like, where? what was that show we played where you and me stayed in a room and Mark stayed like down the hall and we, we hung out and partied a bit in the hotel before going to bed. Um, Remember the, I, the hotel wasn't paid for. I had to, I had to buy it out. Yeah, yeah, and it was super far away. Yeah, it was not near. Um, that was we we played two shows. One day it was in Gelsenkirchen. Yeah, the Gelsenkirchen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that that was also the gig where you kind of underestimated that Germany might be quite small, but not as small as you thought, and it could be quite a journey from Munich to Gelsenkirchen. <laughs> yeah, and dude. we had we had uh, not enough money for the for like included in the. Um, in our payment for the gas, etc. That was a crazy, crazy trip. <laughs> I, I definitely lost money on that concert, but it was still fun. Still fun no. to do it, and that that kind of reminded me of that going to Tim's birthday, I guess, two years ago. No, and traveling down the trio and jamming out, and it's always fun to see the ghost cut loose a little bit. He's kind of um, he tends to be quite reserved, like he doesn't really party. And he doesn't really even talk too much until he's angry about something, and then he has a, then he's really vocal. No, you know, if he if he loves someone's music, he'll be very vocal, and if he's angry about something, then he'll be very vocal. Otherwise, he's kind of like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> um, you know. But Mr. Bat, um, I'll let you take the the major. I've stolen enough of the show today. I'll let you take the major lead on this next big topic we want to talk about, which is Germany's upcoming election, because I know so very little about Germany's uh, major political parties. I just know the few, a few basics, you know, that younger people are, you know, leaning towards the Green Party and that there's still somehow the um, alternative for Deutschland, <laughs> which is insane, and that there's parties like the CDU and the CSU, which the older, more conservative, wealthy people tend to vote for. But um, let's talk about it a little bit, because I'd love to know more as an immigrant here about that. That's a big deal. That's a that's a big deal, and I think we haven't talked so much about German politics at all. Not really, no. Um, and yeah, I don't. I like I. I would 
love to do this kind of because you said you don't know too much about it um and i think we can work through that a bit like um like stuff that you would like to know may, probably is interesting for other artsy farts immigrants that don't uh are too deep into it yet but i also want to uh, say right away um like because of my job etc i i know a lot of things about german politics but i don't want to um uh say i'm i'm the 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 guy who has the, the ultimate um sure sure statements you, and you can you can inform but you shouldn't give i guess too strong of an opinion right yeah and um yeah and i also don't know everything but um first thing because that's something that we saw like okay let's start there the election this year might be the most important one for a generation okay and why is that um that's for for one reason that for the first time in german history like the the reigning chancellor doesn't um right angela merkel's campaign leaving. anymore exactly that that never right. happened so far like all her um all chancellors came before her like <laughs> tried again tried again and at some point someone else won the election it did not happen so far that one of the chancellors said right before okay i won't run for office again so it's the first time that that the chancellor is saying i don't want to run anymore yeah oh wow okay but she's been there for like 16 years right 16 years crazy um and second because and we're just talking about why this uh, election is so important in terms of what is new and like first she won't run for office again and second as it looks we don't know that yet but as it looks um it's going to be the first time that it will take three parties to form um a government so what does that mean taking three parties to form a government um like as a coalition since we do not have this kind of and i know officially there are more parties within the us but we don't have this kind of dual party system but a lot of parties like in the in the last um general election over 40 parties in germany could count votes for themselves all oh, right if they have a certain percentage of exactly so, so right. you 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 need you need um and it didn't happen since like over 60 years that one party did gain the the absolute majority of over 50% alone to to form the government Okay. So it 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 most of the time it took two parties to form a coalition. And now as it seems like there are three parties like um being estimated around somewhere between 17 and 26% or something like that. So it looks like okay, it's it's going to take three parties to 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 form a coalition and to to build the next government. And what because what are probably the... two I was going to say, what are the three parties that are that are being chosen or that are elected for this? Or do we not know? Like, I th or did, did what? What did you for these campaigns running this summer? Did you? Um, and I know you've been busy with a lot of other personal stuff, but did you <laughs> get any of that? What What happened there with the candidates, etc.? Uh, no, I'm I'm very unfortunately quite separated from from okay. politics in Germany right now. Okay, okay. So 
like um, the three parties that um, probably will have to decide over who's going to form the next government. Like it's CDU, CSU, which right, um, which have their 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 candidate, um, the SPD, the Social Democratic Party, and the Greens. Ah, uh, so it's CDU, CSU, SPD, and Green. Yeah, CDU, CSU is one that's a still a, a weird story. Like <laughs> this, this, the CSU is pretty similar to the CDU, but you can only vote for them in Bavaria. Right. But they have a very strong voice within all of Gem Germany and always had a lot of um, ministers within CDU, CSU. Um, so, governments. So, if you wanted to vote for that party in Bavaria, in Bavaria, you do CSU. But if you lived in like Nuremberg or Berlin, you would do CDU. Nuremberg is still Bavaria. Oh, sorry, I meant like yes. Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And so those are the 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 three parties that probably will get the most um, <clears throat> votes. And one thing that really annoyed me over this or these campaigns this summer but also yeah we had this for for many general election within the the last uh, years and decades is this kind of in germany we say like americanization of german campaigns because i don't know how how much do you know actually about how the the election works in germany um only what i've witnessed from uh friends you know saying i've got to you know turn in my my voting letter or now you you can do it online i think right no no no, no no only only with physical mail is that right yeah okay 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 now because the big difference between like the us system and the german system is in germany you cannot elect the chancellor you don't have this like um oh, like okay. with my i i voted already mail and ballot um, and I did not have the choice to vote for either Laschet, the candidate for the CDU, um, Scholz, candidate for the Social Democrats, or Annalena Baerbock, the, the candidate for the Greens. You do not elect for these. You, you just vote for the parties. That's a huge difference. And still, through the campaigns and these TV events, it's a lot like within the US, these debates where you have the candidates against each other. And it's it's always weird to me because I know, okay, this is interesting and they're one of these people probably will be the next chancellor, but I won't elect him. Should we probably talk about how the, the election works? In yeah, because I'm curious. I mean, if it sounds like you're, you're allowed to vote for the party, but you can't choose who runs that party. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, like like the, the system... And we, you get to know that has been built up after the Nazi time by American and the other allies, by America and the other allies in Germany. And the German election system tries to, mm, let's say, combine the benefits of direct and proportional representation. That's why you also have, like, you have two votes on your on your ballot when you vote, and the first one. Um, with that, that is actually a direct vote. You vote representatives for parliament. Okay. For for a certain um, district. What do you call them? Constituencies. 
Consti- yeah. Constituents? Constituents? Constituencies. Yeah. yeah. Like Germany is um, divided in 299 um, districts or constituencies. Mm-hmm. And for each, um, the parties have candidates. And that's like in America. The candidate who, who wins the district has a guaranteed seat in parliament. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be 299 people, which should be normally, doesn't always work, but should be normally like 50% of the seats in parliament. And these people, you vote for directly. Okay, and okay. so that, district, that's, that's an option where you have like a name and you say, I vote my vote for that name. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, it's, and like one district is for like 250,000 inhabitants. So Munich has four. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the district Munich. It's called, I guess, Munich North. Okay. And let's say, I don't know, um, you vote for candidate of the CSU or the Greens. I don't know. Yeah. And that candidate wins the district, has a guaranteed seat in parliament. Okay. And that should be, by the original idea, like 50% of the parliament and the other half, you vote for, um, you vote for a party that has a list of candidates for each federal state. Um, and they put candidates on the list and you vote for that party. Um, and that should also be like 299 uh, party delegates. Um, wow! And okay. there you have like the federal, <laughs> yeah. And there you have like the federal, the, the federal system striking a bit. Like states with more inhabitants get to send more delegates, etc. Stuff like that. But first vote is a direct candidate from your region, and second is the party. And that that second vote also like sets the the outcome of the second vote sets the percentage of seats. Um, one party gets within parliament. Okay. You get that? Oh, man, it's it's pretty complicated. Or it sounds complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 it, it is a, a a little more complicated, but I would expect um, nothing less yes. from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that it's I love I, that it's I also still... two hundred ninety nine, not just like a nice smooth three hundred or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is the thing is um like normally the Bundestag, like the parliament should have like 598, yeah, 98 seats. So yeah. you, you should have these 299 from the one side and from, from the other side. Um, that doesn't completely work out because um, like with the, with the first vote, you vote direct candidates. Yeah. And with the second, the party and the second vote sets the percentage of how many seats, like how many percent of seats um, one party gets. And that doesn't always match because, like I said, okay. the, the direct candidates from the first vote, if they win their district, they have a guaranteed seat within parliament. And okay. so it can happen that one party sends more direct candidates to parliament than they should by the percentage of the second vote. And so there's something called overhang seats. Oh, like man. they get extra, extra seats because... The people that get uh, elected directly have a guaranteed seat. That's a bit weird. Okay, yeah, that's weird. But, but talking about the, the like the government and the chancellor thing, um, you basically you you vote for that with your second vote. Like we talked about the direct candidate and um, the the part usually the party who wins 
by having the highest percentage of votes mm-hmm. proportionally gets to um to like propose a chancellor candidate and that's where we get to you cannot vote for the chancellor like i said on your ballot you have ah, those two lists right on the left direct candidate for your district on the right the party and the um, party and the party that if that if that party that you voted for wins that party will select the chancellor quasi <laughs> oh come on uh, um <laughs> they like flip a coin the new like we, we talked about how the, the parliament is elected with these two votes and right. there's a rule that says the new elected parliament must convene not later than one month after the election okay and then usually the strongest party has coalition talks with other parties because they have to work together there are so many bit. yeah exactly because there are so many it doesn't happen too often that one party gets this absolute majority of over 50% to say, okay, we'll, like, rule Germany. Yeah, I guess So they need other parties to come in. Yeah. Like, the last coalition over the past eight years has been, it's called Große Koalition, because it's the... The the, big one. The the, the two biggest parties, if you will so. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Like, CDU and SPD together. Um, And... Yeah, exactly. So, like, if the, if the, if the, if that coalition talks work out with other parties, let's say I don't know, party A wins the election with I don't know, thirty five percent. Should not happen this year, but let's just for for the example. Okay. Like party A has thirty five percent, so they need at least one other party with around fifteen percent to get over this fifty percent to have the majority. Ah, okay. And let's say that that works out. Um, then, then they announced that, okay, we had, and like, then they, they have a contract, a coalition contract, where they say like, okay, because you have to do com- compromises with, within, uh, or in between the, the two programs of the parties. And if that all works out, and in that first, <clears throat> um, like, session <laughs> in parliament, um, they propose their um, candidate for chancellor, and then the president, because there's not only the chancellor, but also a German president. <laughs> I, for, I forget that, actually. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the difference there is, like, the president is the head of state, and the chancellor is the head of government. And the head of state, um, the German president, does not necessarily have that much political power. It's more like um, a ceremonial and, um, how do you say, representative role. Um, nationally, but also internationally. But the German president, so completely other <laughs> key figure here, <laughs> presents the chancellor and the, and the new elected parliament then approves or disapproves in a secret ballot. So the new parliament actually elects the chancellor. Okay. Okay, man, this is so, so much more layered and complex than I ever would imagine. I mean, I'm sure by now, well, actually, I'm not even I'm not even aware if I can vote, but I think even if I could vote, I don't. I mean, of course, I would probably just follow the people in my demographic on what they believe is the right choice, and just I mean, I think we both mm. know what people in our demographic would say to vote for, and I would probably do that. But um, it, it, I wouldn't understand. Like it's it's kind of like when when you flush the toilet or when you throw something in the trash can, you know what you're doing. You know that you're putting it there. 
but you don't really know yeah. how, how, where the piping goes and where it ends up and how complicated <laughs> the system is, how many jobs are in place to make sure it gets from A to B, you know? No. It's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so <laughs> I hope I didn't bore you too much with all that uh No, not at all. I mean, I'm definitely not bored by it. It's just, uh, it's hard to wrap my head around it because it's such a, uh, strangely enough, it's such a new system that I've, I should have probably known more about by now. Because when I think about there's a direct vote for this person, but then there's a direct vote for the party, and the party has to make coalitions uh, to to vote for a chancellor, but the president is as of the state, and, and it's just like kind of like a spider web. But I think once you've yeah. done it a couple of times, you know, you get used to it. It's a lot, and I think it is important to understand it to, um, to I don't know, like really have a, have a basis to understand what all the discussions and um, yeah campaigns are about before these kind of important elections. And for we sure. talked about why this election might be the most important one for a generation um, in terms of what's yeah. new, like the chancellor won't run again and it probably will take three parties to form a reigning coalition. But um, also in terms of like huge, huge topics and a time now that will be pretty decided for the future. Like, first of all, like, um, economically, like the whole, how do we get out of this COVID crisis thing? Sure, that's a big, yeah, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Um, like, economically, but also in terms of um, social justice and how, like, we'll be able to probably, <laughs> because there is... And you know that from America, it's even worse in America, but it's also horrible in Germany. Like the huge gap between the very rich and the very poor. Right, the wealth gap. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's such an extremely um, nuanced and complicated time to try and put somebody into office, and I think it must be kind of crazy to even want to be in charge of all this because it's such a hard. Like there's like you're saying, there's so many extremely important and fragile topics that people are very passionate about on both sides, you know, getting out of, yeah, getting out of COVID, the wealth gap, um, you know, social justice right now is very alive. And also like climate change is a huge part that's of it. What I wanted, that's what I wanted to get next to because it is probably, no, not probably, it is the most important and existential topic because we know from scientists from all over the world yeah, um, that like in Germany, um, who plays a key role in emissions, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Like this, the next four year, the next government is exactly like, um, the next government decides whether Germany and because of Germany's role in Europe, like the most, Germany is the most powerful economy within Europe, et cetera. Um, like will set the, t not only the tone, but will decide whether like, if whether Germany and probably also Europe will get to goals that we've agreed on, like mm -hmm. and signed, like the the, the you, I don't think you know about the the Paris Agreement, sure, yeah, um and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Whether we will, whether we will, if you want to make it sound drastic, but it it's not false. Like the the next government will decide whether there will be um uh. Uh, a nice and wealthy future for the next two to three to four generations mm -hmm. in Central Europe or not. 
because climate change is not coming; it is here. Right, right. And and there's a lot um, coming with that because the the changes we know from science that need to be done very soon to um, to get in a direction yeah. that we will not run into a total disaster sooner or later um, will be a bigger revolution um, economically, socially, etc., like the industrial revolution. And we have wow, to, okay. to make that effort within the... <clears throat> like, if you're completely honest and if we want to make this work out, we have to do these humongous steps and investments and changes within yeah. the next 10 to 12 years or it's going to be too late. So the next government is the one who makes the decisions yeah. um, that will affect whether that will work out or not. And how do you feel that party, like if there was a coalition between CDU, SPD and Green, uh, for example, do you mm-hmm. think that that kind of coalition would take the appropriate, do you think they would take measures towards trying to 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 do these things like to 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 help with climate crisis and to help with the wealth gap or do you think they would you know like which parties do you feel as someone who's voted and knows this stuff uh lean in the direction of trying to actually help these problems mm, i think it's probably easier to to talk about the parties like on on the, on its own like okay, each yeah. party for itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than probably coalitions, because coalitions mean mean a lot of compromises that That's need true. to be done. That's true. To That's make true. them work together, and we and I we cannot predict what kind of compromises each party will do in what in what department. But we can like easier talk about what each party promises or wants yeah. to do. Because I can't imagine. I mean, it's it's. I'm assuming because it's in the title that the Green Party is obviously making promises to 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 have strong efforts towards saving the earth in in different facets or one or another but how is it with let's look at like spd like mm, this is probably a bit oversimplified but with those three parties and there are still more that we could probably talk about and um probably also make sense later to talk about one or two more that could be decisive but, um, when it comes to to building the next government, but um, like the plans, you can't you can't put it in another way. But, but the plans the CDU CSU has for um, climate, um, like how to 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 get on climate change and what needs to be done, we know already will not work out. Like they they, mm. uh, luckily we 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 live in a political society where we are not at the point besides like AFD, the far right um, weirdo party, but all of the other parties agrees, agree on like we do not have things like in the, in the US with Trump and a lot of Republicans that just deny climate change and do right. not accept it, etc. Right. Like they all agree on, okay, we have this um, problem. It's like the biggest, it's <laughs> you probably call, could call it like, like in Charlotte Holmes, the, the final problem. Yeah, that makes um, sense. <laughs> that's a good name for it. Yeah. Um so they accept that but the 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 mm, the measures are super like spread super wide and the the CDU CSU the, the ideas that they have will not make it work. You can't put it in another way. I don't want to want to um like 
like um, I'm not on a, on a campaign against them or something, but right. we know that we know that by science and also like the things that they have um, decided so far, and they they were reigning for the last sixteen years. Yeah. Um, and as an example, like this this spring, like the highest um, the highest court for I think you could translate it to federal constitutional court um has um has decided that the decisions made by the CDU CSU but also they were also part of the government you can say SPD um laws that were put in place to work against climate change in the like now outgoing government mm-hmm. are against the constitution because they endanger the freedom of future generations wow. like the highest the highest a court on constitutional issues in Germany said that like the law that they have decided on um like is against the constitution and it's more more of that in in the future like the CDU CSU says okay we got to do something on climate change but we don't want too much rules we don't want it too fast and we first and foremost it's important that we don't like bother or harm the economy with this issue Man, that's so tricky. That's I believe, uh, like I said before, I think you have to be kind of crazy to want to take something like that on. I mean, someone has to do it, and a lot of people do want to mm. do it, but I wouldn't even yeah. know where to begin with the complications of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like a, it's like like a chess the, game. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy complicated, and I know that is. It seems almost impossible to like to get on this, like we called it um, earlier, final problem. And um, yeah, have everybody happy on the way there. That's the thing. And I think you're not gonna. I think that's making everyone happy is just not gonna happen. And that's and that's what really annoys me about the campaigns of these three bigger parties, because in all TV debates, etc., especially from CDU, CSU, and SPD, what came is like, yeah, we're gonna make all these these things work out, and they're gonna be better wages for the people, we're going to work on climate change, we're going to get out of burning coal for energy, etc., 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 and we're going to lower taxes, and you, you won't you be affected any by that, anything. You can't do any of that stuff by lowering taxes. Yeah, and I, and I sit in front of the TV and think, like, how's this going to work out? How's, how do you want to make it possible to, to get after and get on these huge issues? Yeah. And it will have absolutely no consequences for, like, for us, the people that live here in this country. I, I, I don't see that working out. No, no. I think things are about to get to, very hard, probably. Yeah. So to get back to that point, like, like CDU, CSU is like, okay, their ideas for how to to get on climate change, like, probably we won't reach the goals as Germany that we agreed on in an international deal. We won't get there. Right. Um what the, the ideas the greens have um probably that would work out if they would like after like with, with their ideas that would work out but probably um it's like and that's the thing um would have like more um drastic quotation marks consequences for everyone living in this country sooner. Yeah. And the the the, the show, social democratic party is something in between there, like I think when it comes to coalitions, 
um, their ideas on how to to work on climate change, etc., would rather fit with what the Greens have, but yeah. they're not as radical, if that is even the right word. They're more vague in like, and they still want to, we, we know we should, we, we like science, scientists from all over the world tell us, as Germany, we need to stop burning coal until yeah. 2030. And yeah, the SPD okay. still wants to get out of coal until 2038. Okay. It's a, sh it's a, so, sh a shame that it can't be figured out how to just stop it, but until a certain time, you know? Because doesn't that just repeat yeah. the same problems? I guess it's impossible to solve something like that so quickly, but it seems like let's just stop, um, you know, punching kids in the face uh, only until 2038, and then we can punch kids <laughs> in the face again. You know, it seems yeah, kind of crazy. That's kind of kind of the thing. And the argument arguments that come from from rather conservative politicians, like, yeah, we should be out of coal by 2030, but we cannot do that, and that's not completely wrong, because. We need that energy, like we need more electricity year by year, um, and we don't have, like, we. And that's the weird thing where I don't get um, the argumentations of many conservative politicians, um, because they say we cannot get out of coal so soon, because we don't have the infrastructure for renewable energies like wind, water, sun. Right. They just don't have the replacement ready. We don't have that. Yeah. And the thing is, we just we don't just know since yesterday that we need to do this, but for years and years. Yeah. And these, like SPD and CDU, CSU, were the parties in charge for many, many years now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one, that's one big thing. And that's going to be, like, since, like, climate change is that huge, huge, huge issue. Yeah. Um, It's that's that's gonna be super interesting. What and important? What the next um, government decides on? The funny thing is, like from a from a from a scientific point of view, it might be the most drastic, by far, biggest problem. But as often as you you have it within politics or within societies, mm -hmm. mm, it's not only. Like it's not only that people, like the voters, um, just care about that, right? Which is also understandable because there are so many issues and topics that affect people right now, like the whole "how do we get out of this COVID crisis" thing, um, what can we do probably against or for, does like um regarding where you're coming from, like what can we do against or not? Right, like right. That people can't afford their like their their flats anymore. Right, right. It's and insane. we have we have we have a like regarding we have the strongest inflation in years, but the 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 the, the wages do not like line up. Yeah. Um and stuff like that and <clears throat> and think like the health sector that we see that we have a huge issue and we need more people working there because Germany is a pretty old society. Yeah, and that's also with this election where I see that there comes a lot of. I want don't want I don't want to say anger because we don't know that yet, but a lot of frustration from from younger people, because yeah. one third of the voters in Germany, like there are sixty point four million people allowed to vote, um, in Germany this year. You don't need to register to vote. Like 
as soon as you're 18, you're, you are registered. Oh, that's cool. Um, and there are 60.4 million Germans who can vote this year, and one-third of the voters is older than 60. Oh, wow, that's, that's a big gap. And one, one number that makes it even more drastic, like 58% of voters are older than 49. Okay, that's, yeah, that's going to shift the perspective a lot. And that's the thing where it, I, I see within, like, yeah, like our group of age, let's say anyone younger than probably 40 or 35 yeah. um, is a bit frustrated because they make just such a small amount of voters compared to all of these old people. The baby boomers and the generation just under that. Yeah. yeah. And that's... Mm. It's crazy. And it's going to be super interesting, and that's and that's the like what I find super interesting because if we talk about these 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 problems like climate change, like this is, is an issue that should be important decisions made on right now, but right. for future generations. Right. And the thing is, we don't know, um, or we as the younger generations, and you, like being one of the younger part of a younger generation. That just um like has babies now, right? So that's the next generation, right? And we make we have to make the decision for like the generations after us, yeah. But the thing is, the generations before us, we have to, we we depend on them and what they decide because they make like fifty eight percent of voters. That's the most frustrating thing is you're 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 kind of tugging on the shirt of dads like come on yeah <laughs> get with the new please. thoughts yes please. Please do this for us. Since the election is on Sunday, when do the results normally come in for a for a Bundestag election? Mm, like, um, does it take days, weeks, months? No, like days normally. Normally days. So we could even do. So next week we could even do a follow up with the results. Uh, sure. And, t- and talk a bit more about those other two parties because I think I already have to wrap it up, unfortunately. Um, that's cool because that's because cool. there's so much to dive into still, and I think it is an important topic. So maybe next week we do yeah. a follow up with what parties won, what was close calls, and what yeah. the divide and what the next steps might be depending who's in the lead. I yeah, think that would be good. Um, and yeah, I can only yeah, and I think it makes sense because we talked about so many things, and I. <laughs> Thing I kind of thrown so much over you, like no, here, it's cool. See, here's it's... the system. Here are the parties. Here are the, 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 the topics. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, go, it's, go uh, eat it. I think it's good to split it up. Also, just because yeah. it's it's good to digest. Like, here's the foundation, and here's what we're facing, and then next week, okay, here's what yeah. might actually happen now that we know who's in those seats. Um, yeah, and um, that's I awesome. can only recommend to turn on the the. TV Sunday Sunday night, and for you, I don't know if you, if for you and probably all of our English speaking uh, listeners that are interested in, do you know Deutsche Welle? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe. Then you should. It's a it's a it's a TV and station, and they also have great things on the web and on YouTube. Ah, Deutsche um, There it is. And it's basically um, also öffentlich rechtliche Anstalt in Germany, just like ARD or ZDF. But for for foreigners all around the world, and they those are German German, German news in English, right? German news in English. That's cool. I I didn't I think I didn't know about this one. I've heard Deutsche Welle, but I didn't know what it was. But there's another website mm. that I I use sometimes called the local, 
which is a mm-hmm. similar idea, but I think you have to subscribe to that. I think this one looks free. Deutsche Welle, Deutsche Welle is, is, is free and they do a lot of great stuff and um, a lot of explanation and coverage of, of the election. And um... Oh, dude, this is going to help me a lot. Thank you. Um, okay, and then I'll just wrap it up here for those because um, we, we pushed this one to later in the day. Tomorrow uh, is Friday, September 24th and I have a brand new song coming out with producer tom yanks called waiting for love so make sure to go find that on apple music or spotify or wherever you listen to music check it out and give tom yanks a little follow because he's cool and you're cool too mo thanks for all the info man i I love that you're passionate about this and I, i appreciate that you can help educate someone like me on this stuff and next week we can dive even further into like okay well you know these people are in the seats so what's gonna happen that's nice Cool, dude. All right, man. Well, I'm just going to, I'll, I'll, when I say bye, I'll stop recording too. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. All right, buddy. So thank you. And thanks for listening. We love you. And we will be back next week. Watch your TVs on Sunday night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Look out, baby. The Saints are coming through. And it's all over now. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider, produziert für M94.5.